The Confession of the Musketeer by Anna Catherine Green. Read for LibriVox.org by K. Hand. Confess. I will confess. But first, as thou dost love thine holy office, rise and look from yonder grating opening on the bay, and tell me, for my chains drag heavily, if far away where sky and billow meet, you see a scarlet pennon floating free. Yes? Then draw near, and I will tell you all, as if within a true confessional, contented thus to speak the truth and die. She was a dream to me, a gentle zephyr stealing across the fever of my life, sweet with all soothing fragrance, halting not, but leaving in my ears, in fluttering the wild sweet music of the birds and brooks, within my breast, the freshness of the summer. I loved her, if men call it love, to give their soul in worship to a star of heaven. But whatsoe'er you think, and holy men will have their thoughts, for all my love and worship, I was not wont to gaze upon her much, not much, though every liniment of hers was precious unto me as mine own soul. She was my lord king's daughter, heir to crowns, and wearer of the purple from her birth, while I, I was a simple musketeer, a sword to be drawn freely in her cause, but not to be wide brandished in her sight unless the hour demanded. Wherefore, then, these chains, the gallows lifted in the court, and all yon preparation for stern death? Was I not found before her on my knees within the sacred precincts of her room? I was. But ere I lift the veil too high, look out once more and by the Christ you worship, tell me if yonder pennon which you see holds on its course unstayed across the bay yes it is well then listen for a year i held my station close against her door and heard her steps go by me morn and night and never raised an eyelid but one day just as she turned to glide adown the hall an impulse seized me like a stormy wind to gaze upon the beauty which had been my dream from early youth but when, with just one up-quick gathering of my soul like that with which a man dares flood or braves the fire, I raised mine eyes and looked upon her face, I did not see its beauty, did not feel its bright consummate charm of glance and smile. Not then, not then. For fainter than the shade which falls from heaven's fleeciest summer cloud upon a swaying oleander bud, and melts away again even while you wonder if tis a shadow or the blossom's richness, a mist lay o'er its luster, and mine eyes saw but that mist no more. And though ere long she flitted from my side all gaiety, I could not sleep my natural sleep that night, for thinking of the veil of grief or care which lay so faintly on her loveliness. But when, as week joined week, I heard her step drag slowlier and slowlier down the hall, and the delicious murmur of her laugh fall faintlier and faintlier on the ear, my heart turned cold within me. Was it death? Or marking how the gallants of the court crowded like moths of summer at her coming, that evil worse than death, a hopeless love? Laying a hand of ice upon my heart, I bent myself to watch. But although earth had lent her noblest, loftiest, and best to make our court the stateliest in the world, and gallants were as plenty as the pearls upon the royal diadem, she passed among them all as smiling and serene as the high moon amid the clouds of even it is not love i said it must be death but on the morrow as i stood and watched with heavy gaze the self-same crowd go by 
a quick form brushed me and a blossom fell as from a restless hand against my foot and looking up i saw the count de ferra turn for an instant from the crowd and fix his eyes in wild entreaty upon mine next moment stealing on me like a ray of faintest moonlight through a prisoner's gloom i spied my royal princess i could hear her breath come go painting alternately glad rose and fearful lily on her cheek and scarcely knowing what it was i did i stooped and raised the blossom from the ground and kneeling dropped it in her open palm she took it for a moment earth and heaven swam in one whirl about me then a calm fell on my spirit and i slowly rose knowing as if an angel had proclaimed it that soon or late on that day or another my life would follow in the blossom's wake then it was that each morning at the dawn i looked upon the sun in its first splendor as one who questions what hast thou for me and every evening as that splendor paled and ghastly as a spirit from the grave the wild moon rose upon me what hast thou preparing thus my soul against the day when he should fling the flower of my life beneath her feet and she should lean to take it at last it came I had been at my post since heavy noon and I was wondering why the princess so delayed to venture forth when suddenly from where the fountains play down in the court there broke upon my ears a short sharp cry stand by there for your lives and let no one pass by on pain of death it was the king's voice but before mine eyes could turn within their sockets the closed door which guarded the young princess from the world swung on its noiseless hinges and her face awful in high devotion and despair looked out and brightened on me like a star then grew as fixed as death i want she said and low as were the words they filled mine ears and fell upon my breast like dropping ice the help of one who for my sake will brave the shame and terror of a bitter death i did not tremble earth's most awful joys make men quite calm giving her look for look but stopping not for any mock of words i followed and stepped in and shut the door and heard it clang behind me then oh then the usage of my thoughts passed quite away and what she was and what i was i lost in the great splendor which her beauty made through all the room i had no need to turn my head to know whose form it was that stood behind me in her eyes his image burned and down through every fiber of her frame the fervor and the purpose of a love that dares all things fears not and devotes all flashed like a flame madame i cried your will let me but know your will first hear my need and looking up she cried below her breath i love the count de ferra he is here we were to have been wedded ere this eve but someone has betrayed us at the door the king stands in the court beneath us there await three soldiers ready with drawn swords to smite whoever leaps from out the casement protect him but first slay me where i stand that he my father seeing me lie low may stop to mourn and give him chance to fly and flinging all her beauty to the ground she knelt my princess knelt before my feet but i scarce waiting for the smile she strove to give me for a guerdon for the sound of his quick passionate voice and wild disclaim asked if men knew her lover and she said none on god's earth save we whereat at once a great light spread itself within my soul and bidding her to thrust him out of sight 
I raised mine eyes and looked upon her face for the last time on earth. Madame, I said, I love you. I have loved you all my life. A musketeer has loved you all his life. Tis meet for such offense that he should die, but you, remember you this thing and live, that on the morrow at the hour of noon, from out the port below us in the bay, there sails a bark unto the shores of Greece, guided by men I know. Now if so be that all goes well, and you and he, with faith fast wedded by some holy man of God, have gained a refuge in the little craft, uplift a scarlet pennon at the bow, and let it float till out of sight of land. Remember. Waiting not to see the look of startled wonder ebb from out her eyes, I knelt and took her robe within my hands and kissed it, just as through the opening door the king leaped in upon us. How he sprang like flame upon my throat, and how she swooned, protesting wildly in my innocence, it boots not now to tell. Even though I was deemed by him her lover, and immured within these dungeon walls, before her eyes had oped again unto the light of day, but he was saved. And now I ask no more, but that yon scarlet pennant on the sea, sink from the wide horizon and be lost, the hour I give my parting breath to heaven. His wish was granted, as the prison guns, proclaiming to all the world the deed was done, that little flag that for so long a time had fluttered on the bosom of the bay, trembled from sight across the fair horizon. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.